Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. They come to relax, enjoy the beach. Have fun and spend money. And that's where we come in. This is the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. Find out tips on the best ways to market and operate a water sports business. If you're a water sports operator, you need to grow your brand, operate more safely, upgrade your operations, and of course, increase bookings. We're industry veterans broadcasting from Destin, Florida. This is the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. And this is Kevin O'Neill and Greg Fisher. So today's episode, we're going to talk about this boating incident in California that involved the star from Glee, the Fox uh, sitcom. I don't know what you want to is, is it a sitcom? You are, um, Greg, come on, man. Do I look like I, the kind of guy that sits around watching fucking Glee? Well, here, here's the thing. Ten years, <laughs> it's, it's been going on for a long time, but ten years ago, my wife and I used to watch this show. She liked, it's like, it's like a lot of singing and dancing and all that, but I mean, it's a, it's a good show. I'm going to tell I'll tell you that right now. It's a good show. Maybe you wouldn't like it, but I thought it was a good show. Is it a, is it a musical? But, <laughs> it's kind of like a musical sitcom, you know, about high school kids, like high school musical, but uh, my wife and I got into it for like a year and then we didn't, I mean, the singing was good, good songs, whatever. All right. Well, listen, I'm just, I'm just really I'm a, happy. That I'm, you I'm have, just, I'm a nerd. All right. <laughs> I'm happy that you have the editing prowess because I just, hopefully when you go back and I want you to really think about what you just told everybody, I want you to think about that before you go and edit this. Cause you have the power to erase that from the annals of history. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, but I see. I imagine like you by yourself singing and dancing the glee. You're like, you're like, boom, and up, boom, 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 boom. all right. I'm sorry, man. Anyway, at any right. rate, so tragically, so, tragically, tra- tragically, a glee singer. Yeah, Naya Rivera, one of the singers uh, and act- actresses, she passed away in a boating pontoon boat rental incident uh, in California. And I, you know, I, I sent Kevin the article. Uh, just because it had to do with our industry. And we just kind of sat there and scratched your head a little bit on on this. It was very weird. So just to give you a breakdown of what happened, uh, Naya Rivera, I think she's in like her early 30s. She took her four-year-old son on a pontoon boat rental on a California lake. They went, I guess, apparently they went swimming and she got caught in a current. They had no anchor, no swim ladder, and she got carried away. And they Alleg- found- Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, this is all allegedly. We don't we don't know for sure. We're just reading the article. Um, so yes, and then they found um, her son sleeping on the boat hours later because they did not return for their boat. The son said that, you know, the mom is no longer there. She said he said that before she got swept away, she put him on the boat. So uh, it's all very uh, unusual. Then uh, about a few weeks later, they, the family, uh, or the, I guess the ex-husband, Ryan Dorsey, uh, apparently I think he is a, 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 also an actor, he filed a wrongful death lawsuit on behalf of the son. So we're reading through it. 
you know, a couple of the things that just were surprising is that obviously there was no swim ladder. There wasn't uh, an anchor, security mechanisms uh, on the boat, no radio. It just, just a really st- very strange situation. I figured like this might be a great time to just kind of dissect this a little bit because really it's very unusual to see, you know, celebrities and our industry kind of combined in one and just to see it going mainstream. And, you know, the question that is burning in my mind is, according to the article, there was 21 mile an hour power winds that day. Why did the rental company even send them out? Considering when I would rent a boat, especially, you know, even in even in just a gusty conditions, and I'm talking like maybe more than 15 miles an hour, there's, I'm going to probably need some help especially if I'm not a very experienced boater. And it did say that she has rented before. So I guess she wasn't a, a, a newbie at it. But at the same t- time, uh, you're on a boat and zero assistance if something goes wrong. Obviously, your four-year-old can't help. I don't know. Kevin, help me out here. Uh, man, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I've, I've seen so much of this stuff happen. I've had, you know, friends die and and in boating accidents. I've, I've been in bad situations. I've, I've got myself been hurt. Um, I've been on scene for, you know, God, man, for somebody to be doing something so fun and, and lose their life doing it, it's, it's truly tragic. And, and I feel for the, for the family, but I'm like one of those type of personalities that like, when I get sad, I get mad and I don't get mad, like in an irrational way. Like how could this have been prevented? Because, you know, like we talked a little bit before the show, you never, it's an accident. And I like, I sing this to the moon and the stars all the time when people are just, when people are so like, well, you know, how do we prevent this? How can we stop this? Well, you can't like, it's an accident. That's why it's called an accident. And it happens with cars. It happens with motorcycles. It happens with jet skis. It happens with boats. Was it, was the, was it the, the rental company at fault? Well, there's a lot of mitigating factors there. Uh, you know, to, was the, who was, who was the employee that sent them out? Was it the owner that sent them out? Did they know? Was the, was the owner running like a shady, shoddy operation? And then at the same point in time, if you're an experienced boater, it's like, if I go and rent a car and there's, there's not fucking working brakes on it, I'm going to be like, Hey man, you think maybe you have another one that has like working equipment, it's there's like a whole bunch of stuff. So if it's true that the boat didn't have a swim ladder, if that didn't have an anchor, if it didn't have PFDs, that's pretty, pretty bad. At the same point in time, as an ethical and moral person, I also think of myself as a family going, well, you know, we're going to sue this boat rental company. Well, you know, I, if, if, if it were me and, and my kid got hurt, or something happened during a like a, a, an experience like I I'm, again maybe it's just my moral compass but I take a lot of personal responsibility and I feel like you know in this in this situation it's it's very difficult because if you're talking about missing I mean it's like like missing steering wheel like that's all like uh, no ladder no anchor and no safety life life vest if that's true if it's true and it didn't have those three things that's pretty bad. You know, that's pretty bad. But at the same time, as a father, if I get on that boat, I've been boating before. I'm going to be like, hey, man, where's the anchor? And then before I even get like like you got in the water without throwing an anchor and you've been boating before. I mean, that's like the stars are lining up in such a way where like something to me 
doesn't sound like it's adding up. So did they just give her the boat and send her on her way? They didn't go over anything with her. They didn't go over, you know, and, and when she got out there, she didn't throw an, throw an anchor or, or know that there's an anchor and then got in the water without throwing an anchor. And, and then everyone's like, Oh, the, the conditions were, you know, gusty and it was windy and the current was strong. Like, I mean, halfway out to my destination, I realized that there's something missing like that. You have to turn around and, and go back, you know, like, well, what do you think mm-hmm. is going to happen with, with a boat without an anchor, it's going to float away. And, and that's the thing is, you know, I've had people call us up and they're like, Oh, the boat, the boats didn't start and it's not working. And, uh, we're just floating. And I'm like, well, have you thrown anchor? And they're like, no. And I'm like, so you're just drifting. And like, and that was the other <laughs> thing. We're drifting towards other boats. That's, we're drifting towards other boats. I'm like, did you throw anchor? No. I'm like, well, you know what I mean? I'm speeding toward this brick wall. What do I do? I don't know. Try the brakes. Like, see if that works, you know? All my guys are always taught right from the very beginning. You talk to and treat everyone like they're five years old. And and you go over everything. You know, like if somebody calls and tells me that, like, oh, you know, this, this, the, the, the screws have come loose, maybe somebody backed up and hit the swim ladder on something, or, or during docking, the swim ladder got damaged, and now it's, now it's rickety, you know, meaning the bolts have maybe come loose, or a bolt has come free, or something like that. If my guys are don't even better know if if the anchor is loose or not the anchor but the swim ladder. So this is how we have to be going over our equipment. Now going back to your initial question of should they even have given her the boat plus twenty? No, absolutely not because I mean there's provisions in my insurance that say you know that ask if we're monitoring weather is it above seventeen knots like are conditions favorable for that person to go out. And that's the big one. If they're not meeting, if the con- if weather conditions don't meet the criteria for the person to be out there, and it doesn't matter really what water sport it is, then you could possibly be at fault, and you could be at fault to the point where your your carrier would deny the claim. Say, hey, look, you you ran into them in this weather, like we're not we're not gonna not we're not gonna cover it. So now you're personally on the hook for that lawsuit. And it's not that well, you're not worrying about people's lives. I just want to like focus on the the insurance part of it but you know if they're saying that you have that the liability rests on your shoulders up to this certain amount of criteria which and again like all right let's say it's it's just 17 knots and there's a storm 10 miles out now you're still within you're still within the parameters of being safe at that point but you're right at the threshold and that's not 10 miles away 17 knots sustained, but that's not that bad. That's not really like a crappy situation, but it's a situation you better keep a very close eye on because if that sustained wind goes to 18 and within seven miles, now you're at fault. Here's another thing in the article I just, I just noticed. They said that in the area that she was in, that she drowned, at least 26 other people drowned since the recreational facilities opened. They could have been open for, for 20 years for all we, you know, it didn't say. But people have drowned in, the, in that same area because of strong winds and currents. So obviously the, the people that rented the boat were aware. It, it just it's so strange that not either the renter or the operator realized that there was not a anchor and a swim ladder. I just find that knowing that that's probably the purpose of these boats is to go out, anchor and swim. So that's the disturbing part of the whole thing is what what really happened we might never know 
it's all speculative because you know this this obviously if they're suing them then they're going to make it look like operator was at fault yeah and look there's some things that don't even like that that there's safety things and i know we've talked about on the show before but there's like there's safety products out there that again i'm i wouldn't i i wouldn't attest to their efficacy or not now a pfd2 a required life preserver on a jacket or if you're on a um you know you if you have an inspected vessel you have to have an e-perb beacon you know meaning it's a boat capsizes e-perb falls in the water it alerts the coast guard it puts out um an emergency signal you know this is how people get found by, by having an uh, uh, epirb on the boat it's like like a beacon mm-hmm. so there, so things like that that the coast guard requires on, on bare bones rentals or captain vessels or in dive boats and stuff like that. So those 100% you have to have. But if there's other things out there that, that you can get or that your industry says like, hey, you know, we do this because, you know, it's more safe. Like anything you have in your arsenal, because at the end of the day, look, there's there's got to be personal responsibility when you're behind, especially a rental. But and even if you're on a captain excursion, like you still have to have personal responsibility. You know, there's double decker party boats that you know these knuckleheads on like like a booze cruise or a sunset cruise jumped off the top thing. So you know what I mean? Like the, and and I've gotten. I mean, thank God they were okay, but you know they could they could have been lost. They could have drowned. They could yeah. got hurt. Whatever. So it doesn't matter if there's a captain on board or not. Uh, again, you you get into that you get into that parasail. You get on to the jet ski. You go on the dive excursion. People have been left behind. You've got to have situational awareness and personal responsibility at all times. Look, if I go on an airplane and I, I, I strap a parachute onto my back and jump out of that plane, there's a chance it doesn't open. Is it my, is it my, is it, you know what I mean? Is it the manufacturer's fault? Like, sure. Is it the operator's fault? Possibly. But is there some part of it that's my fault? Absolutely. I jumped out of a fucking plane. Unless I've grown skin wings in the last couple of weeks. It's almost like you, you have two sides. You have like the, the personal responsibility where, you know, it, it from what we've reading here, she should have said, hey, there's no swim ladder or hey, there's no anchor or hey, there's no life chat. And then obviously on the flip side, you have the, the, the legal, <laughs> which if, if this is true, that they didn't have that on the boats and they weren't properly equipped. And they're probably going to get, you know, be in trouble. But, you know, there's two there's two sides. There's really two sides to it. And and you have to, like you said, I mean, if you're if you're driving a car, someone is heading heading for you uh, and they hit you. You can't just say, well, you know, they they hit me and they, you know, disabled me. And it's all their fault. Well, you know what? If a car's coming for me straight ahead, I'm going to swerve. Now, instances where you can't do anything about it, right? Like driver's ed, they talk about defensive driving. You know, you have to be a defensive driver. You also have to be a defensive renter as well, just to protect your life. Um, now, if, if if they're negligent, that's different, you know, different. And you can, you know, you have the, op- you have the right to sue them and, and collect damages. But but you have to protect yourself. You can't go into into a situation where, okay, well, if they mess up, I'll get hurt and I'll sue them. No, you, you got to go in protecting your your life and the life of the people that are with you. And and listen, and same goes for the business because when you sign every time you go out on anything, you sign that release that says, hey, you could get hurt doing this. You could die doing this. I don't care how benign it is. You go out on a dinner cruise. 
Like, look at that. That remember that Duck Island? They went out there on the lake yeah. in New York, and they, they got hit in a squall. And that was like a, just a benign tour. You know, they were just on a little tour boat, like driving through, got hit in a squall line. Bunch of people got killed. So it that's, doesn't that's matter. The, that, that's the duck tour, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah, okay. matter. Like, like when we're out of our environment, there's a, poten- a potential. You know, and, and so. What I mean to say is that somebody could do something like completely out of pocket. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, no one didn't tell me I couldn't jump off this double-decker boat. You know, my kid died. You know, now I'm going to sue the company. And these sort of frivolous lawsuits happen all the time. So you have to make sure that you insulate yourself and and, and make sure that you at all times are doing going be above and beyond the necessary requirements to keep your customers safe because that's mm-hmm. what we should be doing. Like when I look at that tour company, uh, when I look at a captain that goes out in a squall line, when I look at – I 100% look, I, I put that burden of responsibility on, on those people, you know, especially if you don't have swim ladders and anchors and stuff like that or captains go out on something crazy and something like, like I 100% put that burden on you and say, man, what if, if I was a captain of a boat and somebody got hurt on or somebody got killed, I would just be like, man, I'd be re-evaluating re- my entire life. So again, I'm a type of person as a moral compass that takes a ton of personal responsibility. However, I look at everybody else as if they don't. And that's when I'm going out and doing something with my family and I'm looking at everything that, that they're offering up and looking at their equipment and looking at their situation because I have to say, hey, like what part do I play in this? As a business owner, you have to you have to look at that person as though they're playing no part in it whatsoever. That they might do something crazy. When people sign our per- I have a personal responsibility waiver. And I've had I can't tell you how many people have looked at that waiver and it's like this big black and white like I'm not going to try and, you know, drive this boat up on land. I'm not going to take an axe and try and chop a hole in the boat. Like it's crazy stuff that I have written on there. So like I understand that there's metal on this boat and there's sharp edges. I'm not going to swim up underneath and I understand that there's there's could be a broken screw like and and I could cut myself. I understand that I am responsible at all times for what I do on this boat because people, a thing that happens all the time, they trim the boat up, they do a half gainer off the off the boat rail, hit their leg on the prop, and hurt themselves. And so this happens quite a bit. And so that is something completely insane. Like, dude, you're jumping off of a of, there's a prop, a sharp propeller up out of the water. And you're letting your kids jump off the back of the boat near that prop, not even off the front, off the back, you know, and we've, we've had incidences where people were doing just that. So people will come up and say like, man, what, you know, so I have this big list of things, like crazy things people have done on our boat. And, and I'm like, Hey, let me know if you plan on doing anything crazier than this, I'll add it to the list. So you have to operate your business and, and move forward with every, every, with with the understanding that that people have the intention of doing the most craziest things and could get hurt or 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 worse and that's absolutely the opposite of what we want well going back to renting to um like a father and, and a really young child or a mother and a really young child or you know i understand that you know obviously sending them out in high winds is, is a no-go um but even if like there, let's say you're in an area like a river with strong currents, it's just all the time, strong currents, you know, that's got to be a difficult decision for people working because yeah, they might, the father might say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm an expert. I've rented a hundred times, but 
let's say he has a heart attack on the boat or, or, or a medical emergency and the four-year-old is not capable of operating that vessel. Uh, I just think that's a difficult decision because I'm sure your insurance doesn't necessarily specify that, but that's a, that's a call that you have to make. Well, it happens every, every day on jet skis. And then, and the insurance says that, you know, and I, and I mean, like that could be anything. So you could take your, you could take your six year old on a hike and get out there in the middle of the forest and the father could have a heart attack and the kid would be. But let's think about a jet ski though. If you, ha- if you're having a medical emergency in the jet ski, you can rev that thing, get to shore real quick. A six year old could? No, the adult could, you know, could get the, to shore real quick. Compared well, he to could, a you could fall cruising, off. He could get true. thrown off and not get back to the boat. The current could pull him away, and then the kid would ah, be stuck and lost on the jet ski. Yeah, that's that's true. If you're cruising on a, a pontoon boat and or you're trying to anchor a pontoon boat in in a strong current, I I just don't see how it's it's very difficult for one person to do that. If that's so, if someone told your staff, "Hey, I'm going to go to this area where it's very strong current." I'm just here with my four-year-old. That's that's. I would say that would got to be a difficult decision to to say. I mean, you'd have to analyze who who I'm running to. Like if uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's it's difficult because I, I just I so I don't even put it in my business in in the regards of my business. I put it me in my like I have a six-year-old, and so mm-hmm. like and um, my my youngest daughter. I mean, we've gone snorkeling out at the reef. Now you are there, and there's another great example so you you could realistically be snorkeling at a reef you're seven miles offshore let's say key west and something happens to me i have a heart attack and and my kid doesn't doesn't know or swims away now granted there's other people there and and the all likelihood of that that child getting in trouble but i mean there was one that i just said that was and then that just came to me i said we go on a hike you know what i mean you could Mm -hmm. be on a hike in the woods it's you and your seven or eight year old or or six year old and you know you we were just in north carolina and there was points where i was like are we on the trail you know i was like oh there's a little yellow tag that's why they tell you you know make you got you have to make a plan you have to you know we we also give all of our customers our actual dock hands number so i've had stuff go down and my doc hand didn't even call me. Like he got on a jet ski and was like, he wastes no time, you know. And it wasn't anything yeah. crazy, but that's worked with their train to treat every situation as though it could possibly be a serious one. Okay, uh, a lady fell off and like uh, got a screw or something, and she cut herself, and it was nothing serious. But my doc hand treated it like it was. He was like, they were like, do you require medical attention? Do you need us to, do you need, need us to call the Coast Guard? You know, and they did. And they got out there and everyone was like, so you, what, why are we here? You know what I mean? And, and then. You have an, so you have an emergency plan. Like, oh, for your absolutely. You, you go through that. And you know what? I mean, obviously, we don't know the situation that's happened in California, but I think it's just really important to have an emergency plan. And even if it's, you know, through the operator. And I know I've run into lots of things and they do talk about most companies do talk about that, if not all of them I, I, I've been to. But renters should also have an emergency plan. What happens if one of us, you know, uh, is unable to like who who takes the helm? Who's the backup driver? 
you know, I, I, I think it's crazy that one person knows how to drive a boat out of 10 people. Where, where are you going? <laughs> so, that, yeah. Where are you going is the most important question that you should ask yeah. any boater, especially if they're going off on their, their own. Where are you guys planning on going today? Every single our, one of I our remember- customers – are, 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 we want them to detail what their plan for the day is so we know where to go find them if they're late. I mean, someone is 15 minutes late, Greg. We're blowing them up. And I've had someone actually call and complain to me. They're like, oh, we're running behind and your dark hand kept on calling us and trying to – like, well, yeah, man, because it was getting dark and, you know, we didn't know where you were and, you know, we couldn't get a hold of anybody from your group. So, you know, we're concerned. Like even if you're 15 – I don't care if you're five minutes late. You know, when you're on that boat and you're on that water and you have a designated place and time to be, and especially if the sun's setting or the or the wind is bad or there's possible bad weather out there. I mean, we've gone off and like I've had three guys out on skis hunting down boats that, you know, like a squall came in. Same thing. And we had to go find them. We had like three boats out there. And I was one of them. I was on a ski out there. We were out there going hunting, finding them, getting them back and caravanning back through some bad, nasty weather. But they were with, you know, at at the very least, at the very, very least, it made them feel comfortable. They were like, oh, we're good. We don't even need you guys to come with us. Like, that's cool. We're coming with you because you don't know these waters. You know, there's 101 things that can go wrong every single day. And it is 100% our our responsibility to make sure that we have those every, every event, you know, possibility covered. But there's going to be those situations where you just... You could you you know you can make all the plans in the world, but shit yeah. happens, man. Every operator should be asking where you know their customers are going. I think that's like the biggest thing to take away from this is asking that question. So yeah, so um, I, I'm gonna go ahead and post the articles to uh, this incident in our show notes, and we love for you to comment in our Facebook group what you think. What's your dissection of it. Kevin and I just gave our our take on it, but it sobers you a little bit when you read things like this as an operator of what could go wrong. And and this is, you know, obviously this is a high profile um, incident, but uh, yeah, we love to hear your comments on our Facebook group, Water Sports and Tour Professionals. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, definitely join and join the conversation. And that wraps it up for uh, our show. Boom shakalaga. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for uh, joining us and keep it awkward. You've been listening to the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. If you're in the water sport industry, this is the podcast that brings the business perspective to parasailing, jet and ski boat rentals, sailing, snorkeling, and everything else. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Be sure to sign up to our email list at watersportpodcast.com and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. We'll see you next time, and thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators, to continue the conversation. See you next time.